This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast again this week. What do we have uh, teed up for everybody, Kyle? Well, we've been hearing and reading about some things that some other agents are talking about and saying that aren't true and can give you the wrong idea. And with these new 7702 laws, the changes in them, it just seems like all this kind of nonsense talk is ramping up. And so I guess we just want to address that for you so you can be aware of what's out there. Yeah, if if you hear these things from your agent, turn around and run the other way because they are not telling you the truth. Yeah. And... Whether that is a lie or they just don't know, neither one is good. So don't don't stay any longer and listen to that noise. I think the first thing that we could start off with talking about is um, the guarantee on whole life policies. So forever, it's been the 4% guarantee. And now I think insurance companies can go of what, from 2 to 4%? 2 to 3.75%. 2 to 3.75%. So they, they can adapt their product to whatever they want to do with that. And from the beginning, we have said that just because it's a 4% or is it a 3%, that does not mean you're netting a 4% guarantee rate of return. And people are getting that mis or confusing that again. Yeah, that that is a gross interest rate. That is absolutely not what you are earning in your policy. If you have a 4% guarantee and you put $1,000 in, let's say $10,000, you should have $400 then at the end of the first year. Yeah, no. It does not work like that. No, it's it's a combination of um, your health, your mortality, and then also times, they, uh, times that by the insurance company's expenses. Yeah. So those are just, those numbers are used to calculate values inside of a, a policy for MEC limits, um, seven pay premiums, you know, things of that nature, don't get sucked into thinking that that is what your minimum guaranteed interest rate is. Mm -hmm. And then you can earn a dividend on top of that. Because, I mean, you're probably going to hear at some point somebody talking about on a video or something of, well, you know, this company's only got a 2% guarantee and this one's got a 3% guarantee. So this is why this is better. Yeah. And that's that's just not true. Yeah. And in fact, you might find that the uh, 2% product fits some customers better, the 2% guaranteed product, and the 3% guaranteed product fits some other customers better. That's how this all works. Everything is different for everybody. Yeah. You can have a 4% guarantee for everybody, but everybody's actual um, return they're going to get is going to be a little different. Absolutely. Because of their age and health. Mm -hmm. It changes for everybody. That's, That's why... I think so many people are critical of life insurance companies for publishing these dividend rates and they're a gross rate. So even if they have, say, a 6% dividend rate, you're not earning 6% on your cash value. No. But to me, these life life insurance policies are just, they're not a CD at a bank. It's just not the same thing, okay? They can't, because every single policy, depending on the age of the policy, the age of the person, um their health, the product that they used, it's different. 
they receive a different return. They receive a different amount of dollars back on that policy. So they can't go out and publish even a net rate where we are declaring a four and a half percent dividend. And that is what everybody earned Yeah, because it just does not work like that. Yeah. It's not like a facetious type of thing that they're doing there. The only thing that's facetious of is somebody is telling you a 4% guarantee means that you're guaranteed to earn 4% on this policy. Yes. Look out. That is not true. No. Not no. even, not anywhere close to true. Absolutely not. So um, the next thing is uh, it is everybody wants to do this. Everybody wants to create arbitrage in their life. Mm-hmm. We want to borrow from one place and earn more in the other. Well, people like to talk about that with whole life insurance policies. Oh, yes. Well, Jason, the the loan rate is 5% and the dividend rate is 6%. So I'm creating arbitrage with my policy just by borrowing from it, right? Absolutely not. (laughs) Why is that? Remember that dividend rate is a gross crediting rate. That doesn't mean you are earning 6%. In fact you're probably even earning less than 5%. So you're losing just based on that. Yes. So be aware of that. When you hear the interest rate, though, that is the interest rate, though. Absolutely. If you borrow $10,000 from the life insurance company at 5% in exactly one year or 365 days, you're going to have $500 of accrued interest. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The reason why Kyle and I believe that you can still use policies, so just based on that, that that doesn't make sense, right? Because if you are constantly compounding all of your dollars and only borrowing some of them, you're getting ahead still. Mm -hmm. And if you are compounding, Kyle and I have an example of this. I don't know if we can put this in the, um, maybe we can get this in the notes or something on this podcast. But if you have $50,000 and over 10 years, you let that compound at 3% and you have $50,000 that you make systematic payments against for 10 years, you are going to net more money at 3% compounding than you will pay at 5% amortized on that Mm $50,000. It's crazy, but you will. Yep. So it, it makes sense. I I know you might not believe that, but look at that um, piece of literature that we'll attach to this and, uh, and do your own research because it makes sense. And where do you ever, I, I can see some people saying, well, I mean, yeah, but what if I want to borrow all the money out? Then it's not, doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, you always probably have some sort of amount of money in your savings account. You're probably never taking out every single dollar that you own. And just throwing it out there, you know, doing whatever you're trying to do. Yep. So think of it and give it the same chance that you do everything else. Absolutely. And and realize that, I mean, I guess I can speak for Kyle and myself. Like when we're borrowing against our policies, we're doing it because we believe and have achieved it actually too, that we can generate more than that 5% cost of money. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great baseline too for yourself. Yeah, you can see if it makes sense to do this, this business adventure or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many people will have money sitting around for, say, three years or four years before they find something to deploy it on? 
Well, if it could have been earning for all those years before you used it, that's a small amount of interest to pay for the use of that money. Sure. For having it growing for all the years. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you got to think this through on your own. I, I know this is one of those things that it's the exact opposite of buy term and invest the difference. That just makes all the sense in the world. And then you think about this and it makes, it's hard to think it through. Yeah. Never been exposed to it. Yeah. But it does. I promise you, you, you can look at our literature of everything we've put together and, and think about it on your own and you'll come to that conclusion. Definitely. Um, Got to be open to it though. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not open to it, I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Okay. We talked about guarantees. Um, yeah. The arbitrage thing, look out that I, I just want people to know, especially if there's other agents listening to this. I mean, don't make whole life insurance out to be something that it's not. That's a huge problem in the industry today. I mean, you're just get, your clients are going to come back to you at some point in the future when they realize that this isn't what they thought it was, and they're going to be upset with you. Don't yeah. put yourself in that position. There's no need to you know try to make it sound better than what it is because I mean it's pretty decent. Yeah, l- listen to our last podcast about value extraction. It's pretty stinking awesome. Yeah. So the, the, we don't need to to throw in all this extra stuff of how oh yeah there's arbitrage here and I mean. Maybe at some time, well, not maybe, definitely at some times, there probably is some arbitrage. Yes, absolutely. But currently, I'm, I guess I'm not seeing it no. anywhere. So, I mean, yeah, and eventually through your life, yeah, you're probably going to come across a time where you get arbitrage. But I'm going to guess most of the time that there's not going to be arbitrage because also think of the, what that does for the company. They wouldn't be profitable. <clears throat> no, you would not be getting those big dividends. If, if the dividend rate... If you were actually earning, you know, a net 7% in your policy, but yet they were only charging you 5%, like how long can a company do that? Absolutely. You start thinking it through and it logically just, it intuitively makes sense. Yeah. And with how we do use mutual companies and things like that, we want these companies to be profitable so that we can get, keep getting these dividends. Yeah. I that that's just so true. I mean, it it wouldn't be the same product if there wasn't dividends paid. That's for sure. But yeah. but companies are absolutely innovating for these low interest rate environments when dividends have come down. We've just seen that with the seventy seven oh two update, mm-hmm. and these are just some things that Kyle and I are absolutely seeing, and we want people to be aware of. You know, um, look out. And this goes along the lines of also, like, if people tell you there's only one way to design a policy, one one policy split, you know, it has to be, you know, this amount goes to the base and this amount goes to the pre or to the PUA, and that's it. Like, beware of that. Beware of that. Beware of, uh, this is another thing, um, beware of non-direct recognition policies that have a high dividend interest rate right now and a low loan rate. There is a product out there right now um, with a 6% dividend rate, gross crediting rate, and a 3% loan rate. If you plug in $100,000 of premium going into that thing for 20 years and then start looking at income, that is going to look fabulous. But I can tell you right now, the odds of there being a 3% spread where the dividend rate is higher than the loan rate 
very are low. very, very low. Why is that? Because that dividend rate is going to keep coming down over time if the loan rate stays at 3%, or the loan rate is going to have to come up to justify the company having that high dividend rate because their earnings are going to have to move higher. Sure. So look out for things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, be careful when you're out there, pay attention. And, you know, these are just some things that we've seen and, and you need to, you know, pay attention to find somebody that you trust and, and talk with them. And sure. And I'm sure they'll get you set up um, with what you need. So. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of wraps up this podcast. If you guys have any questions, you want to hear, you know, a certain, have us develop a certain podcast episode for you, um, shoot us an email and let us know. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, We'll talk to you again next week, guys. Thanks. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.